Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the uh, third, 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 fourth, fourth episode of the Cinema Dare epilogue series, where we discuss or do a postmortem on the um, crappy movies we watch in the other show. Uh, I'm Byron Hussey, and I'm joined by Jan van den Hemmel. Hello, everybody. Hello. Thanks for joining. Hello. Thank you. So, a little bit of business up front, and um, this probably would co come as a surprise to nobody who's been following my podcasting career, which is a pretty short list of people, um, but this program will be go undergoing some type of transformation probably after this episode. Um, the reason being that um, our good friend Bibars uh, is just had another um, child, and congratulations to Bibars. But as a result, he doesn't have as much time to record. And generally, um, the format we were doing uh, for doing sort of commentary over entire movies is difficult to kind of get people together for because it takes a long time. So instead of doing that every week, um, the plan now is to do this show um, basically as the main show. And we will kind of basically take turns daring each other to um, watch movies in the time between recordings and then discuss the movie afterwards. Very straightforward. Um, does that sound like a reasonable plan, Jan? Sounds good. Yeah, sure. By the way, I'm not going to have any babies. So Yeah, that's good. Just to reassure you. If you do, I would like you to kind of check with me first. I'll let you know a couple yeah. of weeks in advance. Like sure. before the, even any attempt at conception would be <laughs> just to kind of like keep me in the loop. That's all I'm saying. Well, you, uh, uh, Julian's missing. I'll, I'm, I'm hoping I can get Julian to, to, to rejoin for these as well. Uh, if Julian's listening to this, hello, my friend. And a big hug through the audio cables internet thing. Um, and I think we can probably get it other people and to do this too because it's you know no nobody doesn't like talking about movies right yeah except uh the people who made them apparently oh I don't know, right i don't know if we should mention it but i tried to uh <laughs> i tried to contact uh somebody from the crew let's just say of this movie and uh that's captain Amer the reply. original captain america right that's that's is what we're talking about this week uh yeah this is uh captain america from 1990 and uh, canon canon films 19 1990 version of captain america not the chris evans yeah. captain america the first first avenger from i think 2000 mm -hmm. uh, i don't know 11 sure uh, 11. i haven't seen any of those by the way so we can talk this about that. All, this is literally all I know about Captain America. We, we can movie. we can talk about that. I've got I've got a few hot takes to share with you on mm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the state right. of geek culture, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and this I think this is, this this beautiful movie is a good segue into that stuff. But we can it can wait. So you you attempted to contact the wife of the director Albert? Is it Albert Pune? Yeah, yeah. I've always been kind of a, I don't know, a fan is the right. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm a fan of Albert Pune. He's made some really fun movies, uh, and he's kind of invented a 
kind of subgenre that I like, which is the cyborg genre. I didn't know I he mean, invented cyborgs. Forgetting for forgetting for a second that James Cameron exists, <laughs> uh, he kind of invented the um, at least well the, the B movie Terminator ripoff genre. He was the first and, to rip uh, off Terminator and really laid the groundwork he, for all the subsequent ripoffs. Well, he was certainly the best to rip off uh, Terminator, and he made a uh, cyborg. Mm-hmm. which is a fun movie and he made nemesis which i like a lot and i know that he doesn't like it he doesn't mm-hmm. like both of those movies himself no. and um but Kuhn is an interesting guy because he's very honest about the movies he's worked on and uh he will be the first one to tell you what went wrong yeah <laughs> uh so you can actually find a lot uh online about um, the prediction history of those movies and uh for example, Cyborg was made um, um, because they were trying to make uh, Spider-Man and um, uh, He-Man. <laughs> so Canon bought the rights to those movies and they were going to make another He-Man movie with, um, what's his name? Uh, Dolph. The guy who fights Rocky. Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. And um, they were going to make Spider-Man starring, um, well, I forgot who it was, but... Uh, um, both of those movies, uh, they suddenly lost the rights yeah. because uh, their check bounced to, uh, I don't know, to Marvel or whoever Oops. owns that. And, yeah, um, that was like literally probably in the, a, a in the, billion in the middle dollar of mistake. Production. So they already had like all the sets and the props and the costumes and stuff. And Albert Pune was waiting in the lobby of uh, Canon. Yeah. And he, he heard about it and he said, ah, that's fine. I'll just make one movie combining all of those things <laughs> and uh, I'll just make it with a Chuck Norris or somebody who's on contract. Spider-Man and He-Man and, um, and Cyborg. Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't want to have Jean-Claude Van Damme in it because there was a lot of dialogue in it. And uh, yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme at that time didn't speak perfect English like he does now. Yeah. And uh, so he had to just cut out all the dialogue. And uh, that's, uh, Cyborg is almost like a silent movie. It's very strange. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I don't think I have. But... Uh, it's it's fun. It's it's kind of a post-apocalyptic uh, Terminator-ish Mad Max movie. It's, yeah, it's, it has some. The special effects are actually done by the same company that did uh, Terminator. I think it's uh, Fantasy Two Effects, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they they did a lot of Canon uh, films, but it's, um, it's funny to think about that Canon actually did control those Spider-Man rights because they are literally worth probably about three or four billion dollars at this point like yeah. i think i mean i think marvel right now sony holds the right to the spider-man the film mm-hmm. filming rights mm-hmm. and disney owns most of the rest of the other marvel characters mm-hmm. and yeah. i i'm pretty pretty sure if disney i mean disney caught a big deal with sony to um you know share rights or something like that share revenue but if they wanted to, they probably could have bought them out for you know several mm-hmm. billion dollars, and I think they mm-hmm. Sony probably refused that offer. Um, yeah. So just just thinking that Canon at some point actually had that that property in there in in mm-hmm. their portfolio and let it yeah. let it go. That's kind of a that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it was a time when they didn't really value uh, superhero movies. Yeah, they were trash. I think it, it changed in the late eight when the, in the late nineties when they made uh, Blade. I think that changed yeah. everything that movie. But um, before that, it was just uh, very cheap to uh, buy those properties, and 
So Captain America is also uh, something that Canon just bought, and uh, yeah, they didn't really care too much. And, and I know uh, Albert Pune has said in interviews that um, they didn't have any money at the. A lot of the time, uh, at that time, Canon was struggling a lot, and um, just a lot of the time, they didn't have any money, like literally no money, and they just had sets and the actors. Yeah. But uh, that's why there are like a lot of really cool like locations, like set pieces, like when Captain America meets uh, uh, what's uh, the the bad guy uh, the, the first time. There's a really lame fight scene, but. It, it was probably going to be really good. They just didn't have money for a choreographer or something. They just had all those sets and everything, but not. You know, yeah. They couldn't do. They couldn't really shoot it the way they wanted to. And I think that uh, that could have been. It could have been a good movie. This one. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, the trajectory of the superhero um, genre. Yeah, Blade. Blade was the first sort of like financially successful mm-hmm. superhero movie. Uh, maybe. Since, well, it was the first uh, one that really took since it Batman. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, but yeah. certainly the most the most successful Marvel uh, mm-hmm. movie, and then I, yeah. it was sort of a foothold, and then they did the X Men ones, and then they did the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. That that's when it sort of took yeah. off as the tentpole um, popcorn summer movie blockbuster uh, franchise experience yeah. that it is now. Yeah, because even Batman, Tim Burton's Batman was still kind of a campy. I mean, it's a Tim Burton movie. You know, it's it's not just campy, of course, but it it is kind of silly. I mean, compared to uh, Batman, the way he is now, and that was just one year before Captain America. But Blade really is a very serious movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not really serious, but it's very gritty and, and realistic and. Um, I think that really had a big uh, influence on yeah. everything. So you didn't see, you haven't watched the uh, the Chris Chris Evans Captain America. No, not yet. No, I, I did watch the Avengers. Uh, yeah, I actually uh, I really enjoyed um, the second Captain America, the ca- the Winter the Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah I've the, heard that that's a good one. The first yeah. one, um, I guess I liked it. It was it was sort of strange. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like a it's like a period war drama kind of is how they set it up i just had some really bad pacing issues because they spent the mm-hmm. first fully i think half of the movie sort of on the origin and getting him to be captain america and then by the time he actually got to be captain america pretty much we got a montage of him being captain america <laughs> so we're building this for this, this whole time and until he's okay he's a superhero and then and then we get a a montage instead of like you know continuing sort of story progression um, right. say what you will about 1990 uh captain america it gets the it gets to the point really quick right yeah yeah it almost it goes too right fast in, yeah because he's, he's pretty much like uh he's captain america by i don't know probably 12 minutes in or something <laughs> i would have actually liked to see more of the beginning i think that's the best part yeah no it's not it was not a very good movie um there's some strange choices, uh, one of which was that they made um, Captain America uh, Californian and they made <laughs> Red Skull uh, an Italian instead of a, a German. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a Nazi in the, in the uh, uh, right. original okay. comics. So 
I guess maybe he's, you know, in league with Mussolini instead, but um but I guess it goes without saying that it's not not a great movie, but it's it was still actually better than anything we've probably watched so far on this this show. <laughs> it it's not redneck zombies. Yeah. It was it had good it looked nice. It had good seemed to have good production values. Um yeah. probably that's deceptive, but that's that's almost sort of a uh, a benefit by itself. They were able to do do a lot w- with a little bit. I wonder if you can make redneck Spider-Man, like <laughs> legally, if you can make that because um, parody is very well protected uh, in uh, terms of uh, copyright law. You can just make a parody of something. Yeah, uh, I don't. Like I think can, that you can even make an adult. Uh, you can even say this is not Captain America XXX or something, and uh, it, that's fine. You I think the the, the, the only uh caveat there is that you would probably not be allowed to call it spider-man like i think that i don't know i think that that the, i think the, the think... parody um is mm-hmm. covered right up until you're using a brand or trademark um mm-hmm. with value at which point i think that there are other implications there where you're sort of um if you attack the the word spider-man onto something uh, you're sort of stealing the value of the brand by using it out of sort of without due compensation to the owners. Whereas even if even if it's a parody, you can you can still do a parody of Spider-Man without calling it Spider-Man. Right. It's interesting. I would like to know if that's really uh, because I know those um, there are a lot of those adult parodies. Yeah, it's true. And it's always just called "This Is Not" and then just the name of what it's. Yeah. Like this is not Spider-Man. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like that might be the the way around it. Mm -hmm. You can still say it. You're just literally saying saying, the title. This is not. not. It's not that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something else. Not Spider-Man, though. Quite different. So uh, he's not not shooting whips this time. So I'm I'm curious to get your take on the. um, I think that uh, I mean. Setting sort of setting aside the the actual subject of the podcast, which is that the nineteen ninety uh, Captain America, um, Canon Films Albert Pune's Captain America, um, I think it's sort of topical uh, because we're sort of still uh, midstream in the the sort of the, the the comic book movie renaissance or golden golden right. age of comic book movies, um, and I I uh, I I think that we're just starting to get to the point where people are getting a little bit burned out on them. Um, the, the, uh, Bat, uh, Batman versus Superman just came out, um, I think three weeks ago. And sure. it was not well received. Uh, mm. not, I, I saw it and I actually sort of liked it, but like, mm. um, I don't think it was a good movie at all. <laughs> and I'm getting a little bit tired of, this whole notion of just very arduously gradually building out these enormous universes, which are just these mm-hmm. huge marketing hype yeah. engines. Um, mm-hmm. And I also have to admit that I really have been buying in this whole time to the Marvel movies as I've been making them because I really actually enjoy hype. I enjoy the concept of hype. I enjoy new trailers as they come out. I enjoy looking forward sure. to these movies. And I find 
gets to the point where once once I actually see them, I'm almost always disappointed because yeah. I wasn't really looking forward to the movie. I just liked the 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 hype. <laughs> I liked the I liked yeah. the expectations and the and the like. You know the 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 the, tra- the, the they've gotten so good at making the trailers um, mm-hmm. that that the trailers are universally better than the movies. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wanted to get your your take on where we are in this uh, in this geek culture um, <laughs> right now. Well, to be honest, I haven't really um, seen many of those uh, Marvel movies, but uh, I do watch like every new trailer of everything. Yep. Basically, I love trailers, and um, yeah, they're usually better than the movie. And these days, they already just give you the entire story of the yeah. movie. <laughs> Well, that, you, you literally don't need to see the movie anymore. It's, yeah, you already know everything. That was a big criticism of Batman versus Superman was that the the trailer did spoil the ending very very mm-hmm. explicitly, um, mm-hmm. because it was set up initially as a movie that was entirely about Batman fighting Superman, and then they yeah. and and they, there was actually the first trailer was really good and made it look like it was going to be a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And then they just went ahead and made another trailer for no good reason, which showed everything else in the movie, all, including another villain. And it showed Batman standing next to Superman fighting the villain. So it's like, okay, <laughs> what we said the movie was about before, it's not about that, actually. Surprise. You haven't seen it yet. That's kind of that's kind of bad marketing. <laughs> it's horrible. It was, a, it was really poorly received. It was a big mistake. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's to strange. your point, they do tend to show the entire movie in these trailers yeah. i also enjoyed the video where um ben affleck was sad yeah Did you see that it was it was very funny sad affleck that was pretty good it's i mean it's i i i commiserate with him too because i the the funny the the sad thing for ben affleck is that he was the the, the most well-received thing mm-hmm. in that movie like everybody thought like he was pretty good yeah sure yeah. um He's but like man mm-hmm. you know he just kind of bought like bought into this machine like okay we're gonna be in superheroes now okay let's let's market this thing let's do what everybody else is doing it's gonna be great and they just totally botched it and he was just like suddenly attached to this really um poorly received thing through no fault of his own i think that's that was that's the danger of being an actor yeah it must be very scary you just have to put your faith completely in these directors and they can just screw up yeah, and I, or not, I, not just the director, but just uh, everybody. Well, it actually does seem like um, Zack Snyder is getting a lot of the blame for how this went down. Um, like one of the one of the big criticisms of Batman vs Superman, and I know we're getting off on a tangent here, but uh, of <laughs> <laughs> all to say, who cares about the 1990s Captain America anyway? The, one of the big criticisms was that like Jesse. Uh, What's his name? Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg was like really miscast as Lex Luthor. Yeah. And the origin of that was that they had actually, Zack Snyder had actually brought him in to do an audition for Jimmy Olsen. Mm. Um, you know, the like the reporter sidekick to Clark Kent. Yeah. Um, okay. And for some reason in that interview, Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder like liked his like nervous neurotic energy and be like ah that'd be this would be great for basically I don't know if he thought it would be great for Lex Luthor or if he just thought mm-hmm. we need to shoehorn this in somewhere you know I and sort of started buying his own hype um, so that was a, that was a 
I think that's just an example of the extent to which Zack Snyder had control of this thing and started making bad decisions. Um, right. But anyway, I'm, you know, honestly, I'm just repeating stuff I've heard on like 800 other podcasts. So why don't we just move on from that, that topic? Mm. But you know who I would have cast as uh, Lex Luthor? Who? Instead of uh, Jesse Eisenberg? Uh, Michael Sarah. Oh. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> That's the thing uh, is that yeah, uh, anyway. Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg really, uh, really torpedoed Michael Sarah's career. He. Yeah, he, exactly. he was in. It was prime Michael Sarah time when uh, <laughs> when when Jesse Eisenberg made the scene, and he started getting all of the geeky, neurotic guy roles mm -hmm. that uh, that were just mm -hmm. prime for Michael Sarah. But um, I think that that's how you should know if, if Jesse Eisenberg is the right guy for the role. It's like <laughs> try to get Michael Sarah to do. Yeah. The schedule, uh, that really work. Then it also wouldn't work for Jesse. Yeah, trying to picture Michael Sarah in the role. I mean, the thing is, though, I think he probably would be pretty, pretty good. It wouldn't be. <laughs> I don't know if it would be like good for the right reasons, but um, he would be great as a role. Let's be honest. Yeah, he could be Captain America or the Terminator. Or... Yeah, he's. Uh, I feel like he's he's prime for a comeback. Um, it just, he just didn't really age very well is the problem. I mean, is kinda, that true? Kind of hard to look at. <laughs> don't, don't, don't quote know. me on I that. Haven't, I haven't, I haven't Googled his face. I mean, he looks the same. It's just, it's, you know, he just like the, the boyish, the boyish mm -hmm. charm sort of faded a yeah. little bit as it usually does with young, young actors. Okay. He needs to wait 10 years and then go to uh, Martin Scorsese. Yeah make some movies with him yeah although are we talking about leo dicaprio here yeah he he never i mean he he was always pretty handsome though even 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 when he i mean there was a period where he was still sort of boyish looking but he was still kind of a hunk what happened to that guy who was a spider-man by the way uh we're talking about garfield what we're talking about uh, oh um um are we talking about uh toby mcguire what happened to him? I haven't seen him in years. There's a, um, I actually just watched a YouTube, there's a YouTube series. I forget, mm. I don't, I forget whose channel it's on, but it's called like, why doesn't, what happens to, <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't Hollywood cast okay. blank anymore? And like, there's an episode yeah. actually on Tobey Maguire oh, okay. there you go. and I watched it. I actually don't remember anything they said, but I, in it, it, for fear of it, completely retreading that. I would suggest maybe um, people Google that or you look that up on YouTube to check it out. They they did another one on Brendan Brendan Fraser too, which was oh, good. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, but they they did Wait, actually. Is it Brendan Fraser or Brendan Fraser? It's tough. I don't know. I've always struggled with that. I'm gonna go uh, with Fraser. Well, because I'm such a big Fraser fan too. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, yeah, there's another. There, I think there's a few of those, but there it's pretty good. It was actually a pretty compelling <laughs> argument. Because mm -hmm. like you kind of think like oh, it's because they're old and and Hollywood is being like snobbish. But then they say, well, actually they made these four movies in a row that lost two hundred million dollars, yeah. and <laughs> so this was a, a, a smart business decision for them to not continue doing this. I also wonder what happened to that guy who made Blade. I really liked that director. I remember I saw his um, first movie in the movie theater. It was called a death machine. It was a kind of a British '90s um, cyberpunk movie about a killer robot, and it starred Brett Dourif. 
Yeah, I actually even remember you telling me about Death Machine. It was really good, and that was a couple of years before he made Blade. And um, Stephen I think he Norrington? only made one more movie. He made um, the uh, Extraordinary League or something with the, uh, the, Sean Connery. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm on his sure. IMDb now. And after that, he just kind of retired. But uh, there was a young guy. I don't know. I wonder what happened. It looks like he does some special effects work. But not, he used not, to. Not consistent. He well, he's, he did did something in 2015 as a creature sculptor. Yeah, he used to work for um, for um, Amalgamated Dynamics, I think, in, in the UK. They're the company that does uh, the aliens uh, makeup effects and those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, it looks he like... He used to work there, but... Uh, it looks like... Um, it's weird. He just never really recovered from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, I think that's the problem. It's too bad. Yeah, that was his last film credit. He did only four he movies. Should, um, he should get together with uh, Brendan Fraser and uh, <laughs> McGuire yeah. and make uh, Dead Machine 2. That would be good. I, I, I would definitely go watch that. Yeah. So, that yeah, his name is um, Stephen Norrington. He's, Stephen uh, Norrington. he's from London. There you go. But I'm sure he's fine. You know, he's probably still happy with his life. And, yeah, I hope so. Know. Looks like he worked on so Alien, anyway, Alien 3 America, also. Huh? Yeah, so uh, I actually don't have a lot to say about Captain America, but only because, it's honestly, it's been like, what, two weeks since we watched it. <laughs> it, stars, I, it stars the son of J.D. Salinger. Really? That's, That's yeah, bizarre. Yeah, Salinger. I had no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna actually look it up on IMDb so we can say you know yeah. so, so so this is really Captain America so yeah okay so the so Matt Salinger is the son yeah. of J D Salinger yeah he right. was uh, not well cast he does not have a good face for he he didn't play a lot of characters after this I mean he's not in a lot. Yeah, but this is... I think he has, like, he has like one line in an episode of 24 or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually remember one of my... Uh, I think I mentioned this while we were recording the initial uh, commentary, but I actually do remember seeing the poster for this movie in the movie theater really? like on the wall. Um, like I, th it never did get the theatrical re release. I don't think, <laughs> but I, I, they, I think they almost did release it in the theater because I, I did see the the poster for it, and I remember being a little bit like excited, you know, like I thought it was like, oh, this could be cool. I don't know. <laughs> you thought it was going to be cool. Yeah, but it, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't cool. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like. Yeah. I think it was like. It, it must have been like 1989. Uh, and mm -hmm. I was probably seeing like I don't know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. Mm -hmm. um, but I just I remember this exact. I'm on the IMDb page and I remember the exact this exact poster being on the wall. And like mm -hmm. I guess oh yeah, coming spring 1990, two theaters everywhere. It says on the poster. Hmm. I guess they were just being um, you know <laughs> optimistic. <laughs> they had that printed. Well, I don't know what. Uh, well. They had uh, they had big financial difficulties. Um, yeah. But at at one point, Canon they really uh, were very big. I think they were like the fifth biggest studio in America or something. Yeah. And in fact, they owned all of the movie theaters in the Netherlands at that point, and uh, they had a big company in the UK. Um, 
but uh, they started selling everything and, and then they mm-hmm. went into business with some shady uh, uh, mobster or something and they split up and then that's when everything went wrong. Yeah. But, uh, they even made some fairly highbrow movies, like they made a Jean-Luc Godard movie and mm-hmm. uh, they made um, a movie with Bogdanovich and those kind of people. And Generally what they would do is they would have, uh, they would go to sell their movies at a film market, a distributor's market. And there would be like, uh, you can have this uh, Bogdanovich movie if you also take these three Chuck Norris movies. <laughs> like they would sell it as a package, That's which smart. is pretty funny. Yeah, it strikes me as like, um, like a, like a company that I mean, it's like a, it's like a movie studio, but that's sort of just like what it happens to be. Like it was just a business. They were in the business. No, of I don't think movies, so. No? They, they really, I think they really loved movies. But the problem is, they loved it in a way that they couldn't wait to make a movie, mm-hmm. and uh, they couldn't wait to make another one, and um, they would just make every idea they had. They would just make it, and there's also a kind of love for something where you just are patient enough to write a script and then another version and another version you know mm-hmm. it's just different kind of uh love for film i guess yeah. uh, I, I do kind of understand uh, i i kind of understand that that feeling of like i really i want to start tomorrow you know i want to mm-hmm. start shooting let's, let's just do it uh, but that's actually not really the right way to do it for movies right. fortunately <laughs> But I do think they really did love making movies. Some trivia. Um, two two um, people in contention uh, for the role of Captain America um, before the role went to Matt Salinger, uh, Dolph Lundgren and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and Arnold's accent lost him the part. Uh, what about, no. Lund- <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> what about Lundgren's accent? Two, two men with thick accents. And apparently, also Val Kilmer was uh, considered, but he declined because he was doing the Doors. That was probably the better move. Yeah. Um, well, that, that was probably just an excuse. Yeah. The maybe maybe uh, Arnold and Dolph Lundgren just really uh, uh, pretended they had an even worse accent. I feel like, like Arnold went, Schwarzenegger. They went to the audition and like. Hello. No, uh, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger would have loved to be Captain America. He is so <laughs> into America. <laughs> when you see this, like, there's like a picture of him, like wearing like a flag, like uh, tuxedo or something. Oh <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's a picture of him, like, like when he, I think when he got his citizenship or something with like a giant flag. Um, but he's really That's into great. America. Captain America. And I don't think he ever thought that his accent limited him in any any role you know it doesn't it's the best thing about him because like you know every every hard-boiled cop is from austria you know of course (laughs) it's such a (laughs) such a typical uh, scenario and and it's also in his spare time a bodybuilder who works out eight hours a day that's just normal everybody (laughs) this is is what men do like real men (laughs) yeah Yeah, i just spend five to eight hours a day in the gym and i'm also a cop plus like you know if you just bring the groceries in a few times you really bulk up your uh your your quads you know glutes um (laughs) any other trivia that i'm worth sharing from this imdb page Uh, ronnie cox and ned Beatty started together in deliverance was essentially the first major major role for each, so they were both in in both of these movies. Yeah, I was actually surprised uh, that Ronnie Cox um, played the president, 
and I was surprised he wasn't the villain. Like I, I kind of assumed he would be like uh, a villain when I saw <laughs> oh, Ronnie Cox is in this. He's going to be like in league with the Red Skull, trying to bring down America from the inside. Uh, but he was just straight up a good guy. I didn't really get the uh, the motivation for the Red Skull. I mean, he's he's basically abused by the Nazis. Yeah, and then he just becomes a Nazi. Uh, this wasn't well written. That work. Well. <laughs> he also didn't look like the Red Skull. He was just like a kind of like a rough-looking guy. I don't know. Maybe I'm forgetting. Did he? Did he come? Did he have like a Red Skull later in the movie? I mean, he he does have a Red Skull, doesn't he? Doesn't I mean like was he wearing a mask at one point? I sort of remember like well, yes, I, I don't think they stripped his skin <laughs> of his face, but uh, yes. no, but I mean, it's like I remember him like looking for through most of the movie he didn't have like a red oh no 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 but in the beginning when like um when they first meet each other then he's uh he has a red skull oh, that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right it, later he just looks like a italian business guy yeah yeah that was that was uh that was the worst yeah that was the sure. worst. that's true let's see so okay yeah none of this other trivia looks really just worth repeating um, I suppose I could just say, why don't you go to IMDb and look up the Captain America trivia instead of me just reading it on this into my microphone here. <laughs> so Albert Pune, um, his last movie was looks like. Well, he's making he's making like four movies at the same time now. I'm, I'm uh, very good friends with him on Facebook. This uh, is what I've heard. No, I'm, I'm friends with uh, Facebook friends with him and his wife for some reason, and um, well, because I'm a fan of him, and yeah. I was curious to see what he's up to because I do like those cyborg movies uh, quite a lot, and he's he's made all of them, and um, this looks... he's making uh, he's making like four new movies, but uh, I see five he's attached yeah. to, and the the so the one coming that looks most interesting to me it looks to be potentially maybe trying to cash in on the on the the star wars renaissance as he's working on something mm -hmm. called star warfare yeah. rangers and the cyborg witch of endor yeah exactly that looks i mean sounds great from the title that's kind of a kind of a mockbuster it's fun uh to uh, see his facebook feed with uh he's just uh, making everything on his laptop <laughs> while he's uh yeah just doing everything himself but he's he's kind of um the strange thing about his career is um, he started with the sword and the sorcerer. No, he started being an assistant to Akira Kurosawa, believe Whoa. it or not. That's a, and, a big uh, shoes to fill. That's pretty good. I would have just retired. So he's like the just... spiritual predecessor to... No, sorry. What's the, uh, what's, the, what's the opposite of predecessor Like that comes after? You should know. Uh, English is your first language, right? Yeah, sure. Antecessor. No, no. <laughs> but the, the sword and the sorcerer was the highest grossing... Um, uh, independent movie, I would say, in 1982. I'm so it's got some right really, out of the uh, gate, uh, beautiful big hit. Um, box art or cover art. Mm -hmm. Looks like uh, one of these uh, Boris uh, so-and-so paintings. Yeah. And then he made a lot of interesting movies, um, like um, uh, Alien from LA. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I saw that. Um, That's a good one. Well, I like Cyborg. I don't know if it's a good movie, uh, but I like it. And yeah. Dolman is a fun. Nemesis is really great. Looks uh, like they're doing some kind of Nemesis uh, sequel. Cyborg, yeah. Cyborg Nemesis. <laughs> Cyborg Nemesis. <laughs> 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 he did a movie called Cyborg and a movie called Nemesis. Now he's doing exactly. Cyborg Nemesis. So 
is this is this a sequel to both of those or is it just a new movie? I don't know, but it it has uh, one of the actors from oh it has the star from Nemesis in a cameo uh, French. Ah, it also has uh, Steven Seagal, so well there you go. Say no more. And uh, but the thing I like about Albert Pune is, uh, and it's kind of similar to what Canon does, is he's so excited about making movies. Yeah. He uh, like he will make a big budget movie like uh, Nemesis. Which is well, it's like ten million dollars. It's a real movie, and then um, when he's shooting something else, like he will just use the set of that movie, and for in in two days he will shoot like Nemesis three and four or something. That's smart. And they'll just be terrible, but they'll just also they'll be real sequels and uh, just straight to video. And I don't know. I kind of like that. Um, well, it's sort of like you you could probably you could probably have it where the filming of the two sequels since it's being done at the same time as the first movie is that so all all of the but you could just count it towards the budget of the first movie and then release that at a loss and then you've got these two other movies that were basically free (laughs) maybe maybe some kind of like book book cooking in that i feel like where would you even draw the line even just made those movies without telling the producers of the the movie he was making he was just like it was just completely unrelated just okay we're in this location and we have cameras and actors let's just uh, let's just make uh, yeah that's all three and four it's all uh opportunity cost if you're not gonna do it so it's like why not just uh why not just triple your money with three movies instead of one i mean that's how they say if yeah, sorry. that's how, I mean that's how they do all the like big like trilogies and yeah. stuff now. Like the yeah. that's how they did the like Lord of the Rings. They shot all all the all three at once, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they learned from him. I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. If anyone is going to watch uh, wants to watch an Albert P movie, watch a Nemesis. That's uh, there's something interesting, some interesting trivia. Uh, it's uh, a Terminator ripoff, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the special effects were kind of cool. They're done by um, Fancy Two Effects, who also did Terminator, the real one. And um, one of the locations, like the end scene in Terminator Two, where they're in that factory, right? Yeah. Um, in this movie, that factory is also a location, but from the outside, and they just blow it up. <laughs> so that they, they literally destroyed the location from Terminator Two. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah, some they, interesting they, trivia they they took it and then nobody ever nobody could use it again. It. Nobody yeah. could use it again. I just remembered that Alien from L.A. is actually was uh, covered in an episode of Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. Oh really? Yeah, with the um, what's her name, Kathy Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. wasn't it's it's wasn't kind of an interesting one. concept. Wasn't, it's, uh, like like Dolman, it's just a very strange uh, idea. Uh, yeah. That's from the time when those kind of movies still had an original ID. Now it's just uh, they're all mockbusters. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, geez, I think. Do you think we've nailed this? Do you think we've covered <laughs> yeah. enough? Do you, do you have any other thoughts about Captain America? No. I think. I mean, I think the thing about um, Captain America: The First Avenger was, um, I believe, it was directed by. Um, Kasdan? Oh, really? I think so. I'm just going to look it up. We can just do an uh, IMDb podcast. Uh, I know I say this every time. But, uh, yeah. No, that's pretty much what, it, what, what all these podcasts are. No, it's Joe Johnston. Sorry. 
Oh, okay. Joe Johnson, he did what? What else? He did um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Joe Johnston? No. Yeah. <laughs> he did... Um, no, he, he, was did, the, uh, he was an art director uh, on that. Sorry. Jurassic Park 3, I think. <laughs> he or did... was that Chris... What's his name? Chris, Chris Columbus. <laughs> what did he do? He did uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Rocketeer, America. The Page Master, uh-huh. Jumanji, uh-huh. October Sky, uh-huh. Jurassic Park 3, uh-huh. Hidalgo, The Wolfman, mm. and Not Safe for Work. Mm. So, uh-huh. but I, Good I, director, I, geez, then? I don't know. It doesn't sound that great from... <laughs> <laughs> I liked uh, Jumanji. That's a good movie. Yeah, Jumanji was pretty good. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so... Yeah, I guess that was good. Uh, the second one was better, and that was directed by um, the Rousseau brothers, who did nothing. The second one? You mean the one in space? No, the, um, the uh, second Captain America. Okay, I thought you said the sequel to Jumanji. Sorry. Oh, that was um, Zathura, and that was directed yeah. by, um, what's his name, from Iron Man. Um, you know, yeah, I know. You know guy. everybody knows what I'm talking about. From uh, yeah. He was in Rudy. Sure. Yeah. No, it was, uh, you know yeah. his name, the guy that directed Iron Man. I just can't think of it. Sure. The guy. I know um, who you mean. It's, yeah. But Captain America <laughs> 2 was, was uh, directed by two guys that had mm. previously only directed episodes of Community. Wow. Really? Did you ever watch That's Community? Crazy. No. It was okay. Um, mm. But there were these episodes where they played like paintball. Mm-hmm. And they were like these really big productions and like really action packed. And I think that's how they found these guys. They like noticed that these episodes were really good. And they mm-hmm. were like, oh, these guys could probably direct a, a movie. <laughs> so now they, they directed Captain, they directed the Captain America two. They're doing the, the civil war wow. and they're, they're going to be doing the, um, both of the, the third Avengers movies, which is a two part, uh, series. So they went from, these this uh a sitcom to being these these huge comic book franchise directors but they're actually really good wow. i mean captain america 2 is actually really good okay i'll watch that one i would i could i would say skip the first one and just skip yeah. right to that one the first one's really boring mm-hmm. all right uh are we good do you think we covered this good yep all good right. job good job so this is, we really nailed this i think this is probably the best <laughs> best captain america discussion that has mm-hmm. happened at least this week um, on the internet. Yeah, and the the best um, PR Albert Pune has ever gotten from. <laughs> probably, I mean, I feel like uh, probably some people know who he is, but I I don't think I knew his name until. No, he he's pretty famous. Mm, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jan. Well, this has been fun. Um, yeah. And. Again, I think uh, the next time we record one of these, it will probably be without having, um, without having done the riff track thing. Um, so maybe I'll. Should I just do a dare now, or should I wait? What do you oh think? yeah, okay. If you have one in the chamber. Then Gee, I mean, I thought ahead. I had one in the chamber. I don't know, like. I, 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 it might be worth a little bit of extra thought first. Um, uh, yeah, who cares? Just uh, let me know which one it is. How about Demon Warp? Demon Warp. Demon Warp. <laughs> Here it is. Let's Whoa. see. I'll play the first second part. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
It is a 1988 killer alien Bigfoot creature movie. Doesn't look very good. Amazing. I don't know. All right, so Demon Warp it is. Yep. That's this is the dare. I'm dropping that dare on you here. All right, All everybody, right. check out Demon Warp, and we'll we'll reconvene at some point in the future to discuss that. All right. All right. It's a deal. Great. Uh, and then you, maybe you can think of something to do ne- to, to to lay down next time. All right, I'll try to come up with something. All right. Well, thanks, so, Jan. The idea is that I, that I haven't seen it, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, right. since the whole format is getting uh, upended, I, I, if, if it's, uh, we can re- probably relax the rules a little bit. Um, okay. That's how these things usually go. Uh, oh, Demonic Alien Agenda. That sounds like a good movie, too. <laughs> it's really on the nose. Uh, is the movie about the demons the aliens or the agenda I'll have to keep that one in mind for a future viewing alright well thanks for tuning in folks and Neon thanks again for for the fun chat and uh, I'll do it again soon alright see you soon take care bye